he grabs my foot, says, you know, have you ever had anyone suck your toe? As he's slowly bringing my foot towards his mouth. And he goes in and sucks my toe. And it was very uncomfortable and very awkward. And and then you said, you know what, Mr. Trump? I've had enough. (laughs) It's car con carne. All right, so it is Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. I'm James Van Alstel, parked outside Four Hermanos uh, in Jefferson Park-ish. Park-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Spanish for Four Brothers. Here with April Rose, the Loop Rock Girl, a, a hey. delight by any estimation. Aww. And we are blowing off the Cubs. Are, are you yeah. a fan? Are, are, am I holding you back tonight? I am a fan. If they were in the World Series, I'd be like, you know what, let's, let's kind of dance around that schedule but right. but they're not there yet it's a pitcher's duel you're not going to see much in a pitcher's duel it'd be like a one nothing that's exactly game. what i was thinking exactly <laughs> so you came here hungry you took a nap today you're busy you're at the bears game earlier mm-hmm. uh you came with an appetite and you you are shaming me with the volume of food mm. you're about to consume yeah you're you're not holding your weight over there <laughs> pretty uh, boy you went enchil- <laughs> that's me uh, you went enchiladas for tonight that's what the waitress i said what do you like and usually when you ask a waitress what does she like and i'll be like oh everything's good i was really hoping she would mess with you and say oh, i like tongue yeah or, right or something really spicy because at mexican restaurants you know a lot of the servers are like oh get the fire engine this you know that's right all right i wanted her to say you should try the tripe the tripe is delicious <laughs> try, try the tripe tostada mm. am i allowed to eat while we're doing this oh, that's kind of the thing okay <laughs> i feel bad like i heard oprah one time she said the worst thing you could do on television is eat while you're on television while you're talking that's mm-hmm. the most unladylike thing you can do and that's what i'm doing right now all bets are off, April. Mm-hmm. I got three tacos. I went uh, two pastor and one really uh, chorizo. It is really good. They're super hot. You made the observation as we were waiting. It looks like this place isn't even open. The windows are like tinted on from far away. I honestly thought it was closed. I thought it was a cop bar. I didn't know what this was from the street. <laughs> were you nervous walking in? <laughs> it was. Well, because you know I'm packing. <laughs> oh, what are you packing is the question. All right, so what, how's the taste test? Because you did all three meats there. You did the chicken, the beef. Mm-hmm. I'm going through the steak right now. But usually the steak's where it's at. Sometimes at Mexican restaurants, it's too chewy, and mm-hmm. I don't like that. Is this a food show? Are we talking food? Well, I mean, <laughs> I eat food every... I visit a restaurant every week, so it's a food-ish show. I'm certainly not a foodie. I eat a lot, and everyone, their joke when they see me, because I do modeling stuff, oh, you must never eat. Are you going to throw that up? Do you eat cotton balls? You must just smoke cigarettes. I'm like, no, I actually eat food like a normal human being. You just probably have one of those weird metabolisms <laughs> right? that, that makes other people hate you. I don't... I guess so. I, I don't know. Maybe. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, all right, so let's talk about mm-hmm. modeling because you're from the area. Mm-hmm. You, you grew up in the North Burbs. When did you make the decision to go down that road to say, you know what? This is so good. Sorry. I, I, I want to do this. I want to be a model. You know, I first started in the medical field and models don't get a lot of work there. <laughs> I was, uh, I got my EMT license and cardiology tech license and I was a crisis counselor for sexual assault victims for about 15 different hospitals in Chicago. And it was a great, I love the work. It was very rewarding. It just doesn't, 
pay anything and I couldn't afford to even have an apartment, you know, a nice apartment in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And and I was really struggling with that. And I'm like, you know what? I want to be able to make a little more money. And it's awful to say, but it's so easy to do maybe what we do, modeling, right? (laughs) (laughs) When I started my runway work, what was it, back in 97? I I felt the same way. I was having trouble making ends meet. I was living in Uptown, uh, right next to the Red Line. There were rats in the alley. I said, you know what? It's time to show what I've got. It's time to take off my shirt, let the world see these abs, show that that tight caboose I have, and let the world really celebrate. (laughs) caboose? A dad. A dad says caboose. That could be. Got me. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was tough. I wanted to get a job on an ambulance (laughs) as a paramedic. And I couldn't get a job because I had so many speeding tickets as a teenager that the insurance company wouldn't cover me to drive the ambulance. Amazing. And so I'm like, I went through school for that. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) I can't get a job. And so I'm kind of trying to find other work to do. And modeling and television and media just seemed so fun and easy. And the jobs just kept rolling in. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, this is this is really fun cool but I do miss uh the counseling that I used to do because you really felt like you were doing something important well sure now with modeling Mm -hmm. there's got to be a level of confidence there I don't know like some girls like other people at a photo shoot because they vibe off of their energy it feeds into their confidence they like to kind of show off and I know a lot of girls that that like a closed set that they don't like anyone else there because they feel insecure and uncomfortable and it's about art between you and the photographer. And okay. I'm definitely more introverted. You might not think that by seeing and Googling me. <laughs> no. But but I'm definitely, and I grew up very introverted, very quiet. I have a very quiet family. And I think when you learn your social skills is at your family dinner table. And we never really had family dinners together. So I didn't learn good social skills until I got older. Do you think people who knew you when you were younger, when they saw you on a loop calendar or on the web, mm-hmm. they thought, oh, really? That's April? That's what she's... I never would have imagined. Oh, ab- you know what? I think it's so extreme that people didn't even notice who I was, didn't remember my name when I was growing up because I didn't have a lot of friends because I would have one, maybe one or two best friends, but I wasn't the girl in the pack with, you know, seven or eight of those girls, mm-hmm. you know, going around high school. So I, d- I don't think that they would even remember me. They'd have to look back and say, oh, yeah, I remember. I did go to school with that girl, but I don't remember her. This is just a perception from the outside, but I feel like the modeling business has a smarmy, slimy element that is bigger and badder than most other industries. Is that a wrong perception? Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> my first, my very first photo shoot, I was 15 years old, and the photographer, we were done shooting, um, and his wife had left. Yes, he was married, and he's, we're sitting on the ground after, because we know we're shooting, sitting down, and he looks at my feet, and he goes, wow, you have really nice feet. Can I, can I see them? And I'm like, what? That's a weird question. Of course, you're looking at them right now. And then he goes to pick my foot up. And he's like, wow, have you ever had your toe sucked? (laughs) At the age of 15. And I'm 15, which I think 15-year-old girls still don't fully understand men and how men are different than women yet. 
and I feel like when you're 15 you still think that you can genuinely be friends with a guy and no you know nothing no undertones no sexual undertones at all so I'm super innocent obviously I'm still innocent right now okay but, was, but you're 15 my flesh my flesh is crawling yeah, April so he grabs my foot his wife had left everyone had left you know packing up they're gone and he grabs my foot says you know have you ever had anyone suck your toe as he's slowly bringing my foot towards his mouth and the answer is no I've never had anyone suck my toe but he goes in and sucks my toe and it was very uncomfortable and very awkward and and then you said you know what Mr. Trump I've had enough (laughs) exactly and and I didn't know what to do I felt like nervous and uncomfortable and it it made me kind of more, I guess, in a submissive role because he was a little aggressive about it yeah. because he really wanted to suck my toe. And the other thing is that girls don't have that same sensation of when, like, if I were to suck a guy's finger, it feels like something, mm-hmm. okay? I don't know how PG your podcast is, but but there's a sensation. But for girls, it's not the same thing. We don't have the same, oh, I want you to suck on something, and it's not the same sensation. So, so... It was very awkward. It was wet and uncomfortable. And I just wanted to get out of there. And that was my first experience with modeling. So to answer your question, you're right. So so that was assault. <laughs> is that is that technically assault? Because I didn't say no. I didn't say... And well, I, you were 15. Right. Exactly. Okay, ick. Is it really did disgusting. It, he was significantly older than me. And... You know, after that, I kind of pulled my foot out of his mouth. I pretended like nothing happened. Oh my God, April! And I, and then I left, because I, what am I supposed to do? I'm 15 years old. I don't want to get mad at a grown man or get in an argument because I'm 15. I don't even have all my social skills developed. Right. I'm very introverted. It was very uncomfortable, very awkward, and so then I just left. Holy crap! Did did the industry get better from there for you? Did did. Were there bright lights along the way? There, that was definitely probably the worst situation. And right out of the gate, the worst possible thing is the first thing you experienced. Right, exactly. Man. Exactly. I know. It's it's crazy that people will take advantage of you that significantly. Along the along the way, along your career path, what what's been a high point so far? And I realize this is a career in progress, but Mm -hmm. as you've ascended in modeling. Um, I've and you've really, gone to cool places and done yeah, cool things. Yeah, I've really enjoyed working with Fox Sports. I worked on a broadcast for a car auction broadcast for Barrett Jackson, and we were live for like ten hours a day for two days in a row. And the producers like, "Hey, just come back with a story for me every forty-five minutes. Go." <laughs> and we're in a live national broadcast, and that that was really nerve-wracking at first, but I really grew to love it. Um, I got comfortable with it. So that was really fun. Um, and then I, I got to host MTV Spring Break, which isn't as cool as it used to be. Still. But it was still just a great experience, fun being on stage during spring break. And so that was probably a big highlight for for I bet. a career in television. Um, so that was fun to do. But I've also, I write a lot. Uh, I wrote 80 webisodes for Maxim Magazine and hosted them. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, they didn't even need a web show. They weren't even talking about it, but I came up with an idea 
um, to do a web show and I shot a pilot and I wrote it and I pitched it to them and they were like, oh, we're going to sell this if we can. And they were able to. And so I had a long run with Maxim and then I later moved on with Playboy to do that for them. And I did about 15 episodes for Playboy. And then I got so busy with the loop that Mm -hmm. my life you know, I right now I I probably haven't had a day off in about 15, 16 days. Tuesday is my next day off, so I'm Good. really looking forward to that. Two for Tuesday, Two Taco for Tuesday, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. So, um, you know, there's been there's been a lot of really cool highlights, but it's also a lot behind the camera too, as being a writer, which has been great to be in control of you know my image and and what mm-hmm. I'm portraying and stuff like that. So, is TV kind of the end game? Like settling into something like that for you? I, you know, it's funny. I really like radio. And when I came back, I was a rock girl before in 2007, 2008. And then I became recently, maybe a year and a half ago, they asked me to come back. And they were like, our program director, Wade, was like, oh, let's put you on air for your own show. And I'm thinking... Which was such a perfect decision. Oh, it makes sense. Why wouldn't... So before, they never had, um, you know, the rock girl, if you don't know, it's like a representation. You're like a spokesperson for a radio station. And you do shoot a calendar, and you do commercials and different stuff. But the rock girl never had a show. And so, well, and I was talking to Steve Dahl the other day, who said Lorelai, the original rock girl, had a stutter. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either, which makes sense on why they didn't use her a lot on air. And so Wade, our program director, asked if I wanted to do a show. And I'm, because I came from TV and I do live national, I'm like, oh, this could be so easy. And it is such a different talent to do radio. You've told me that before. That's so funny. Yeah, it's such a different talent. And I respect DJs a lot more than I ever have. And, you know, it... To, to hit the most important points in 15 to 30 seconds, you got to nail it and it's got to be impactful and then it goes away forever. And, <laughs> yep. and, you know, and there's there's a talent to it. And so I'm coming in thinking it's going to be so easy. And and it wasn't. I had to work at it and get comfortable with it. But it sounds like you're having fun. Like when I listen to you. You it, listen? I, of course. Do I have a listener? I have you have a listener. listener. <laughs> I, I am. It's doing well. They tell me it's the number one show on Sunday nights, but there's not a lot of shows on Sunday nights. That's so not true. There's, okay. bro- there's brokered Christian programming. <laughs> and PR. Right. I really like doing radio. I really enjoy uh, being in it. I can be 60 years old and no one's going to care. Maybe they will at 60, but... You're very active on social media. Do you ever look at all the stuff you put out there and say, say to yourself, yeah, maybe I should rein that in a little bit. I definitely so much will me go out there. back on Instagram and delete stuff because it's kind of, they're photos and they stay up. But Twitter, you can't really, I mean, I guess you can go back, mm-hmm. but but I haven't really gone back on that. But Instagram, I'll go back and kind of clean up my wall history to make it look a little more professional sometimes. <laughs> Like I gotta be a grown up, you know. Maybe working for like Fox Sports, or I work for Comcast Sportsnet on a Bears mm-hmm. pregame show. Maybe the sponsor won't like me doing some crazy thing I posted last night. Maybe I should take that down. So we're recording this on the sixteenth, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Halloween's a couple weeks away. Do you look at something like Halloween and say, you know what? I'm dressed up for different things enough during the year. Forget it. I'm not playing along with Halloween. I say that all the time and everyone thinks I'm so lame and they're like why what are you going to be this year and I just want to sit at home I want to relax I don't want to put makeup on I don't want to think about a costume because I do every day it's two hours to get ready for your hair and makeup and make sure your nails are done make sure your shoes are right and everything's perfect and I just want to relax but 
you know, I've, this year my boyfriend really likes to dress up, so we might do something, but it's always a last minute thing. I don't really care. I don't plan on it. I don't, I'm not crazy about Halloween. It's just another day. I feel like everyone's kind of, I'm there to host something. So everyone's kind of looking at you and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I got to be on my best behavior. And Halloween, it's the same thing. You're dressing up for people to look at you. And I'm like, I don't want anyone to look at me. I just want to go in my bed with my dog and watch a movie. <laughs> what kind of dog? I have a bull mastiff. It's a huge dog. I just gave him a bath today and my shoes are still a little wet from it. So I don't, I'm sorry if I smell like wet dog in your car. There's no, there's no way it can overpower <laughs> The lingering scent of the onions, chorizo, cilantro. Can I just tell you, by the way, I'm still eating, and you've given up on me. You are done eating. I, no, I'm, I'm not, not impressed I'm, with you I'm at pace, all. I'm pacing myself. <laughs> I still have one more taco. I, I don't know if I'm there yet. Who eats one taco and then puts it down? I had two tacos. Okay. They're little tacos, by the way. They're, they're for the record. Well, for the record, they're poquito. <laughs> if you want to, oh, okay. Now we're speaking keep it Mexican. In, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so uh, that does look delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I love the refried beans. I love the kind of like sloppy. Do they have that in Mexico though? Is that refried like a, beans? Is that like an Americanized thing? Because I feel Good like they question. have real beans in Mexico. And I bet the rice isn't always yellow in Mexico <laughs> like it is in Mexican restaurants. <laughs> right. So April Rose, we can see you, hear you, enjoy you uh, on the loop, WLUP.com. Mm-hmm. Loop events. You're always you're you're out there. You're everywhere. I and like you said, you don't actually get days off. No, because I work on a Bears pregame show. I work for a racing company for the IMSA series right now. And the thing is, when I'm not working, and I feel like you're the same way, I'm planning a project or pitching a show or writing a pilot Mm -hmm. and getting a crew together and begging them and convincing them this is going to be great. Just shoot it for free and let's just do it and edit this and we'll try and and there's always some project or some photo shoot that is cooking and I feel like that's the difference between successful people and people that want to be successful is it's actually a lot of work and people are like oh did you wave at a lot of people today and oh did you kiss babies and you know how's your wrist from signing photos and and I actually I work every single day. That's a bunch of reductive bullshit. Yeah (laughs) yeah and I feel like you're probably the same way. I, you know, I am. I, we're similar in the sense that, you know, I I do my day job. You have but, your podcast. I mean, you you don't need to do a podcast. This is part of your job, part of something. No one's paying you to do it. No, which, which is a sore, <laughs> which is a sore spot. Yeah. But, <laughs> Sorry. No, but, when I'm, but when I'm done with work, I'm not watching TV. Right. I, I'm just not. I, I feel like if I'm watching television or a movie... I'm wasting my time. Like I should be doing something. Mm-hmm. I should be creating something. Whether mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm working on another book. I'm you know, I've got this podcast and my podcast network, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying. And I think that we're very similar in that. And I think that's what a lot of creative people do. It's that restlessness. Like, what else can I do? What else can I build? How else can I? You know, it's funny. Grow I just, something. I just moved into Norwood Park, which is a neighborhood on the northwest side of Chicago, and there's all these housewives. It's a nice neighborhood, and I have a front porch, and all these housewives come up to me and talk about nothing for like an hour (laughs) I'm like oh that would be so I would be such a good housewife but I think I would get bored I would get restless and I would start going crazy and yeah and that's real and it's a real thing that I call it you know the housewife syndrome when you start complaining about stuff that doesn't matter anymore it's because you have nothing else going on and now I'm knocking housewives which is secretly what I really want to be girls if you're listening that's a good career choice is being a housewife because working is it's hard work (laughs) 
Well, it's just people are wired differently. I mean, I, what we're talking about here that, you know, you're working on pitching stuff and writing stuff and creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got this little podcast in the podcast network. So you say little, but everyone knows about it. If only that it's were true, little. but thank you. Um, but uh, people are, are different. This is what we, this is how we behave and this mm-hmm. is how we're wired. Other people are totally cool having their very fixed role. Mm-hmm. They go in, they get in, they get out right. and they're done. True. They, they check out, which totally valid. Right. All right, so April Rose, thank you for uh, hanging out in my car on on the night of a Cubs playoff game, mm-hmm. no less. Mm-hmm. I just did it for the enchiladas. I know it. <laughs>